Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio you can touch. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Let me just turn around here. The Willard Garvey Crime Prevention Citizen Activist Award. I like, I like. Jeff Lutz. What crime are you preventing? Are you out there nabbing bank In real life, such ridiculous nonsense. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello again, everybody. It is a Thursday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting the show. Max Power is our producer and engineer. 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. Brought to you by IHOP. Guests can enjoy four new smart, not smart, sweet and savory biscuit options. You meant to say smart guests can enjoy those, which they would be if they did. There you go. Uh, so you heard Ted Woodward in his sports update talk about Zach Grinke, uh, who pitched yesterday as the Royals uh, completed a sweep of the Cleveland Guardians. I honestly had no idea Zach Grinke pitched yesterday. Um, started the game, lasted three and two-thirds, um, and it, it brings to mind an interesting situation with Zach Grinke. He's most known as a Royal, correct? Sure. Uh, yet... With the Royals, he was 65 and 91, or is 65 and 91. Uh, he did have a Cy Young campaign in Kansas City back in 2009 when he was 16 and 8 with a 2.16 ERA. Outside of that, with Kansas City, he was 49 and 83. It's hard to say. 49 and 83. Yeah, not good. He's What's pitched. his love for Kansas City? I don't know. The team that drafted him, scouted him. Signed him. Not only that, developed but, him, but he was terrible as a royal. It wasn't player. all. It wasn't just and the that Royals too. were terrible. Can I speak? Um, I have a lot to say about this. I really haven't well, opened it add, up to comment. Let's add some context then, uh, because he did miss some time with mental health, social anxiety stuff, and I. It sounds like, or one would be led to believe that the Royals helped him through that. And he's probably appreciative of the support that he got by that by the organization. Well, that could be. Uh, he pitched four years in Arizona, where he was fifty-five and twenty-nine. Pitched three years for the Dodgers. He was fifty-one and fifteen with a two-point-three-zero earned run average. He was dominant. Uh, he pitched three years in Houston. Now he was injured for a good part of that, but he was twenty-two and ten. He pitched two years in Milwaukee, uh, where he was twenty-five and nine. Uh, 
with that's just incredible. Uh, he was 153 and 63 with Arizona, the Dodgers, Houston, and Milwaukee. Yeah, all those teams. I don't know how Arizona. He was with the Angels for a little while too, right? He was with the Angels for a year. He went six and two. Didn't pitch a whole lot. Uh, but just remarkable, a remarkable career everywhere but Kansas City. Well, he won a Cy Young with Kansas he City. He did. And, I mentioned that. And made his name. And You know uh, what he is in Kansas City since he returned in 2022? Don't tell me. He's 5-24. and 24. I just wanted to guess. You got to let five me guess. 5-24. and 24. Yeah, the Royals are terrible, and he's at the end of his career. Why'd he go back there? Did he get a lot of... Uh, I guess you kind of answered it, but... He, he has a, in his career. He's Zach Grinky. He can. He does what he, has he wants. Affinity to uh, for the Royals, which I, once I left, I would have never looked back. Well, a guy like that probably values comfort and and things like that more than comfort. Yeah, he's at the end. He's going to be a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's got nothing to prove. He won a Cy Young. He's won a World Series, I believe, with Houston. I think he was on that team. Um, and so he's going out the way he wants to go out. He doesn't. Ha- he did nothing to prove. Well, I mean, uh, he, I don't know, man. He's a Hall of Famer, no question. But he's damaged his Hall of Fame credentials. No, he hasn't. Eh, you, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's gonna wa- he waltz in on the first. He'll, he'll waltz in, but uh, I don't know. One in fifteen. That can't be the way the proud Zach Grinky. That's his record to go right out. now. Yeah, he's one in fifteen. Good grief! I didn't know that. That's one of the worst records in the history of the game for a starting point. pitcher. What's his ERA? It's not. It's his ERA is five point three seven. Pretty uh, bad. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrible team, despite their recent sweep of the Cleveland well, Guardians. Should tell you how bad. By the way, what's going on with your team? Well, Any we pride? Just, not really. What does that tell well, you? In the lineup yesterday were Miles Straw, Cam Gallagher. I don't care if uh, I don't I don't care if the the Straw Brothers or the uh, Scarecrow uh, was the in star, the lineup. The Straw I, that broke the camel's I, back I, I was in the I lineup. I don't care if Ray Bolger was hitting I fourth. I don't care if uh, uh, it doesn't paper matter. Straw was in the no, lineup. No, I had a much more much more. But funny I'm basically stuff. doing what you do. I don't care if Noel Gallagher was in the lineup. No, I, don't, I don't care if Gallagher the comedian was in the lineup. Right. But they were. Uh, and Jose Tena, I believe, also. Well, you, you know, show up. Have a little pride in your They scored team. some three runs or something. No, not against the relief pitchers. Or the relief pitcher who came in and shut the door. Uh, but anyway, anyway, Zach Grinke has finished in the top five or top ten of the Cy Young Award voting five times. Um, First he's and a runner all-star up. all-star one, two, three, four, five six times, and uh, he's never won 20 games in a season. Isn't He's had an odd career. He's an odd guy with an odd career. I don't know if he's an odd guy. He's, he's kind just, of an odd guy. He's a different guy. What's different? What makes him different? His personality. He's odd. It's okay to be odd. That's not a, that's not a criticism. It, okay, call me odd and make you're it, not make that it a compliment. I'm kind of odd. No, you're not. I am. Trust me. Well, you just said it's not a great thing. Now you're acting like I'm giving myself a compliment. But you're not odd. You're normal. You're a normal person. No, I'm not. I'm odd. No, you're not. What do I get so fired up about? Why does that? Why does that a part of my? Per- why is that a part of my? 
uh, a lack of anger management or a lack of kind of uh, emotional, what's it called? Maturity? Not maturity, but kind of directing the, what's that called? I can't think of the word, but. Well, I, I, I'm an, out, I'm an, emotional outlets, you kind of don't use I them. Can I be an intense person? But what is there to be intense about? Life. What? Why not? That doesn't seem like it's. It's conducive to enjoying life. I enjoy life, intensity. but I, you know, I got intensity. Okay. Zach Grinkin's got intensity, doesn't he? Uh, I don't like you can mount that level. Well, that's what I'm talking competitiveness. about. Competitiveness. But outside of that, I, I don't know. I doubt it. Huh. Seems like that'd be a common trait with professional athletes. I don't uh, know. Intensity. Not that you're just walking around rigid all the time ready to go but you're but you're intense you're an intense personality i don't know how you'd make it in pro sports without that ability well sure uh work ethic which doesn't necessarily require intensity and then you just look up at the clouds every day and uh a willingness to learn and what a wonderful weather ability come on man you know intensity is a part of an, a professional athlete. I don't who makeup. Every pro athlete I've ever met. Well, that's too bad. Are you intense? No, I try not to be. But are you? I hope not. Well, is it? I don't want to be intense. Isn't it a tangible thing? You either are, or you aren't. No, it's not tangible. It's very much abstract. I, th- I think Just you either are, or you aren't. Okay, well, you can't say. Well, sometimes I'm intense. It, no, you, we just said that sometimes that Grinky is intense, or so we believe. We don't even know that he has an intensity on the mound. To me, it's just like it's a thinking man's thing for him. I'm trying to outsmart my opponent to get best, the better. Uh, best season for Zach Grinky was as a Dodger back in 2015. He was 19-3 and with a 1.66 earned run average. Uh, second in the Cy Young. Who who in the world? Jake Arrieta. Remember that when he oh won like God. 14 starts well, in a Jake row? Jake Arrieta was really good that year. Uh, an ERA plus of 222 and a whip of 0844. It's hard to believe that he did not win the Cy Young Award. Well, Arietta was really good. I know, but what was his ERA? Go back and check that. Well, I have to look. Well, who, cool. Grinky? No, Arietta. You don't have to t- type in the whole thing. Okay, you can. Or you could have just gone to that Cy Young 2 for Well, I don't Grinky, need to go to the Cy Young 2. And it would have given Arietta you. Arietta that year was 22-6 and six with a 1.77 earned run average. Four complete games, three shutouts, uh, an ERA plus of 215, and a whip. Of zero eight six five, they're right there, man. Basically the same. And he won twenty two games. And he won for a team that again beat the Guardians in the World Series. I don't Series. remember that. Guardians are involved in a lot of this stuff. Oh, uh, being patsy, in the World Series, they're a patsy for a lot of this success. Of it'll be good next year. Players and you yeah, see, I don't have any faith at all that the Cardinals will be good next year. Everybody say, oh, they'll go get some pitching and they'll be. I don't have any faith. Okay. Not, yeah. not announced. And you're this Pollyannish fan. No, I believe oh, that'll that be they'll good be good next, next year. We year. got Tanner Bybee and uh, Jake Allen and Jake Allen. Who? Uh, what's the, what's the well, kid's name? It could name? be Steve Allen for all I care. What's the guy's name? Logan Allen. Logan Allen. Uh, Grant, uh, Gavin Williams. These guys won't be as good. You'll have uh, 
uh, Tristan McKenzie back. Shane Bieber. You'll probably trade Bieber. We'll see. You got to get some hitting on that team. I don't we care. Got Kyle Manzardo. I don't. You're so dependent upon Trust a guy. Me, that's just never, believe that he'll be good. Never been in the big leagues. You're it, so. Just believe that he'll hit. You're, you're okay? almost. You're almost desperate. He will hit. Trust me <laughs> on that. Desperation just trust in me. your voice. Well, because you're not believing me, and I know this stuff. Kyle Manzardo will hit. Well, you better hope he hits. He will. Because on that team, there's no hitting. He's been crushing the – there's not no hitting. Josh Naylor can hit. Bo Naylor can hit. It's He's got some. It's not a promising uh, outlook. We'll be, we'll be fine. In Cleveland. And uh, you know that. It's – it's. I don't know that. It's fairly obvious. But you're you're in denial. Like, I'd almost say that I'm, – I'm not going to say it. Because the Royals have to prove to me. Oh my God! Well, with they do, they do have a couple of real building blocks. Uh, a couple, which the Guardians Maybe. don't have. Of course they do. You just mentioned the three rookie pitchers who were all fantastic, especially Bybee. And he's hurt. We'll see. The Cardinals. Who? What building blocks do the Cardinals have? I don't know. Goldschmidt and Arenado, who are not getting any younger. Uh, I mean, it's it. Brendan Donovan, Lars Newtbar, Jordan Walker, Mason. I mean, I don't know. I'd like How's to believe Mason Wynn been doing. Is he can't picked, hit? It's unfortunate. Tremendous defensively. He'll figure it out. Well, I hope so. I don't know why Jordan Walker has been so average. He's hitting two seventy with seventeen homers. I mean, that's a good rookie year. It's not bad. What do you mean average? You, He's been pretty average. Look at your lineup. If you want the uh, epitome of average. Well, I'm not saying that our guys are great, but it's we're all, we, ha- we also happening. aren't the number one prospect in the game coming into the year like Jordan Walker was. Well, he's, he'll be all right. He's figuring it out. He's trying to learn uh, learn to play the outfield. Well, and here he comes. How long is that going to take? Well, he's gotten better. You know, I'll continue to watch the Cardinals. Uh, they will not win a game the rest of the year, but I'll watch them. They're not going to win any? No, I don't think so. They've hit that point where uh, mentally they're fried. They've got so many injuries. You want to talk about a lineup of nobodies. Uh, so I don't think they'll win any more games. They got, what, nine got days, three with ten San days? Diego, three more with Milwaukee on the road, and then three with Cincinnati. They won't win more than one. They're they're just at that point, and next year they'll have a top five draft pick, which they haven't had in so long, and that's exciting to me. Well, good luck with it. I'm excited about it. No, well, I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. Well, I mean, I'm not as uh, I just I don't know. Baseball's not been very very good to me. Betty, but what do we have on the show today? Have we gone I'm, through I'm that? I'm still in the middle of my routine. Go for it. Uh, here's what we have on tap today. At 225, Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, a frequent guest of ours. I got a lot to talk to him about with K-State football. I uh, was locked into that game Saturday. Were you? Saturday. I was not. What well, were you doing? I don't know. I think I was watching baseball, and then I worked, and that was it. Well, that's too bad. I'll take care of that interview. I'll, I'll do what, what I do. Cheney football coach Shelby Werman uh, will join us to talk about his undefeated Cardinals. 
And then at 325, we got picks. Six games this week from the college ranks, just two from the NFL. There's only one NFL game after two weeks of the season that involves two and O teams. That's bizarre. That is bizarre. Do you know what game that is? Well, the one that you put on our picks, which is Tampa Bay and, and Philly. Right. Who would have thought in week two, in week three, there would only be one game in a battle of unbeaten? Well, I mean, yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but you have to remember half of the teams lost in week one. I so there were only that. 16 going into week I two. I understand that. And then some of those lost. Right. And then you have to also have the timing the math and coincidence. It. But that I'll bet teams... that hasn't happened very often. Where you just, in week three, you just have one game between unbeaten. And it's not even that good of a game. It's not really that Philly good. Philly will blow Tampa Bay out of the know. water. Tampa's defense is pretty good. It's actually been Baker Mayfield who's been in their defense. pretty good. He's been all right. Their defense has been okay. Okay. It looks good on paper. It's just been okay. And this is what happens when you follow sports. I don't know that that's true. Well, I don't care. You can, you can not think it's true. I don't care. I'm here to, I'm here to espouse facts. Well, facts as you think they are. No, I follow the NFL. So do I. I don't think you, I don't think you follow sports. The way I follow sports. Well, I don't know. Probably not the same way, right. But I still follow it. I know you follow it, but I don't think you're as locked in. Would be my guess. Maybe maybe you are. But uh, when I, when I've, I, I, as I've said many, many times, I read far more than I watch. So I'm reading stuff. That's how I usually gain my well, watching knowledge. Watching is, is the, way to, to what, the uh, way to know. You're probably right, but that's uh, usually just not – not my way. You know what I have been watching, or I did watch, and I recommend highly to you and others, the series Wrestlers on I've heard that's Netflix. Good. It's so good. Uh, Tampa Bay ranks one. Boy, they're in the bottom. They're so good defensively. Uh, <laughs> they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth, ninth from the bottom in yards allowed so far. Well, they've played some in good the National yards, Football guys. League. Well, again, I told you that they're not, they haven't been that good defensively so far. It's been Ma Baker Mayfield who's been the, the surprise. Well, I'm, I'm proud of Baker. And he's uh, going to Mike Evans, and that's good. And, and Tampa is going to get annihilated, in my opinion. Uh, they, beat, they played the Vikings and the Bears. To the point yeah, of so they, and they were the, and they were the scores only, of those games. They still only rank twenty second. What were the scores of those games? 26, 27, 17, and twenty seventeen. So those teams Against were behind. They got ahead offense. of both of those teams, and uh, those teams. Neither had to, team with a running attack. Uh, Justin a, Fields isn't a running attack. No, he's not a good runner. He's been terrible out of the shoot. So Tampa Bay, Philadelphia. Uh, I can almost guarantee you who I'll be picking in that game. Well, don't tell us yet. Well, I'm not going to tell like you yet. Sounds like you're going to be picking Tampa. No, it doesn't sound that way at all. Why you're are you trying, mailing it in today? You're trying to lead us astray. You're trying to take us off the trail. No, not and at you'll all. You'll end up picking Tampa 
giving us a false sense of security with Not our at Philly all. Picks. I like Philadelphia. I think they uh, I think they whip Tampa Bay. Why do you think I'm mailing it in? That's a terrible thing. I say. don't know. It just seems like you you know the whole when I brought up the Guardians getting swept by the Royals that seemed to deflate you. Didn't matter. Hope you actually went up to one of those games. Yeah, had fun. Did you? Yeah, saw some family I haven't seen in decades. 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 Oh, there you go. Like did you have three a, decades. Did you have a beer? I did not. <laughs> did you have a mixed drink? Had some water. Some water. Nothing yeah. beats water. Um, all right, we got Max Power back in the studio. Tomorrow on the show, it's a three-man booth. Uh, we'll talk uh, with Joanna Chadwick from Vibe Magazine as we highlight high school sports, high school football on the show. Coming up next, we'll talk with Tim Fitzgerald. GoPowerCat.com, K-State, Central Florida tomorrow night in Manhattan. I'm very intrigued by that matchup. I'm sure Fitz has some good insight. He'll join us next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Somebody, uh, sorry, Someday Never Comes from Creedence Clearwater Revival. Songs with uh, some in the title. That's right. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald joins us. Go PowerCat.com. We're going to talk K-State football. They have Central Florida tomorrow night, a Big 12 matchup, the first of many in Manhattan. It'll be televised on Fox Sports 1, and you can hear it right here on the home of the Wildcats, KFH. Fitz, welcome. How are you gentlemen doing? Oh, you know, we're hanging in there. We're getting kind of getting into the swing of, of the college football season. K-State, I thought it was a, a tough loss. I, I don't think I can say bad loss, but I'm on the borderline of losing that game in Columbia to Missouri last week. I, 
I just don't think a whole lot of Eli Drinkwitz or the Missouri Tigers. Where are you on that defeat? Um, well, I don't think it was as bad as the voters thought it was. I mean, you lose by three on the road at an SEC school, and you drop them 15 to 28 in the polls. I, I'm not sure I quite grasp that, but I think that's more an indictment on Missouri than Kansas State. And honestly, I, I, Missouri's got the talent to compete like that. What they don't have is what you just said, consistent coaching. He coaches on emotion a lot. My history with the coaches that do that prepare on emotion, you have a lot of hits and misses, which is what Eli Drinkowitz and guys like Ron Prince did. Um, you know, it, I thought Missouri played really well for, you know, they, they kind of put their A game out there, so credit to them. In case they certainly didn't put its A game out. In fact, I think my post game grade was C minus. Uh, I thought they really looked shabby in some areas that were unexpected, and hopefully they can get that cleaned up, or uh, this will not be a dramatic recovery from a non-conference loss like it was last year when they lost to Tulane and then won in Oklahoma. Yeah, do you see this as sort of a trend? Uh, it's only two years where they've lost this uh, an early season non-conference game, and like you said, they recovered really well last year. Uh, and and accomplished all that they did. So would you call this a trend, something that needs attention, or is it just two separate games that uh, they happen to fall short in? Yeah, much different games. It's Actually, you know, you can go back to the pandemic season. They had Arkansas State come in and get them. Um, so I, I, I don't know if it's anything within the system about Chris Kleiman's running the program. I, I just think that uh, these guys get pretty hyped up for Big 12 play. They might – you know, the kids, they might still kind of take their eye off the ball because uh, I thought Missouri was much more focused on the game than Kansas State was. And Kansas State just did not look locked in uh, from from per- pretty early on. And I didn't think the coaches did a great job adjusting to the curveballs that Missouri threw because they caught them off guard a little bit with how they attacked with the pass and, and really attacked that line of scrimmage and aggressively took away the run. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good way of putting it. It was a frustrating game to watch for me, and I'm not even a fan, so I can imagine uh, how K-State K Staters felt watching it. Uh, Will Howard got injured, as did the Missouri quarterback, both with similar injuries that caused their mobility to really be uh, in in uh, hampered. Uh, and I was of the opinion that I might have given Avery Johnson more snaps. Am I pushing the envelope too quickly on Avery Johnson? Is he ready for that kind of stuff yet or or, or not? Uh, yeah, I think he is, and I totally agree with you. I think once Will Howard was gimping around as much as he was, <clears throat> they, they needed to just take him off the field. I just let Avery do it. I didn't understand why Will is injured and having problems moving around. So you ask him to go run wide and line up as a receiver, just take him off the field. Uh, you know, if you were trying to set something up, you weren't probably going to do it with Will being injured. And then there was a third down on which they took Avery off the field that I thought was crucial decision. And I, I thought at the time, and I stick by it, they made the wrong decision. Just leave Avery in and, and let him continue to run the ball. The guy was picking up six yards a carry, you know, on average. And, and that was the highest of the team for the day. And, uh, just, just let him plug away, and I feel like if they'd picked up that first down, the outcome of the game might have been entirely different. 
So uh, if if Avery is the guy this week, and, and first of all, I guess, what do you think the, the chances are of that with Will Howard still questionable? Uh, but if he is the guy, what uh, do you kind of expect the, the offensive game plan to look like? Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we just I literally just left talking to Klein and Klanderman at Coordinators Press Conference, and Colin Klein said, you know, all of it's soft tissue like we knew. It's all just the guy was battered and bruised beyond recognition on his lower extremities. It got in, I think the swelling got into joints and uh, caused trouble. You know, he said he improved as the week got, went on, but he also mentioned he's not cleared yet by the doctors. So uh, we don't know. And even if he is um, cleared to go, Will that be at 80%, 95%, 100%? Uh, I'm not sure. So I think no matter what, we're going to see some form of Avery on Saturday. Whether that's in a starting role with Will in the background or ready to come in if Will gets further injured. Look, I, I, I'm not a coach, but I would probably let Avery get the start, see how it goes. If everything goes well, you just bought an extra week of rest for your starting quarterback because you've got an off week before you go to Stillwater. And if it doesn't go well, um, you know, you, you probably have to have a short lease there, but go to Will at that point. But I think Avery, you know, getting back to Bob's question earlier, I think he's ready for this. I don't see this kid being scared of, of big opportunities. I, I see him embracing him. I thought he's also a true freshman, and you got to expect some mistakes. Central Florida, the opponent, one of the uh, new teams of the Big 12, they are 3-0. and uh, They did have a week two win over Boise State. And their offensive numbers are really impressive. Even in uh, scoring 18 points in that Boise State win, they rush for uh, 258 yards, pass for another 272. They've been hurt a little bit by the interception bug, but this looks like a really uh, good offense. They go fast. Um, they're, they're an up-tempo team. They like to spread the ball around. It's kind of a Mike Leach-type offense where uh, it is spread, but they like to run the ball. Uh, so, you know, K-State's run defense, which has continued to be very good. Again, they gave up one big run on Saturday that kind of, you know, watered down a really good performance uh, from the run defense. If they can take away the run, uh, they're on their backup quarterback too, although he's experienced from starting at USF. And if they can take away that run, make it one-dimensional, be interesting to see how he handles that on, on the road. Uh, you know, all due respect to Boise, I think uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium is going to be a bit more of a pit, uh, a little bit more uh, hostile. So we'll see how uh, the crowd impacts this game. But um, UCF's a good football team, and this is a really tough challenge for Kansas State. And you know they're going to be psyched up to try to win their first Big 12 game and make a statement about where UCF football belongs in this conference. As will probably BYU down the road in Lawrence. Those are two great games in the state of Kansas on Saturday. So you have uh, Giddens and and Ward both getting about twelve carries a game, uh, both rushing it pretty well as far as yards per carry, uh, but uh, not much production the other day. So does there need to be a, a bell cow guy for this offense, or or will the two headed approach yeah. approach kind of continue to work? Well, to, on Saturday, they're going to get a bell cow. It's going to be Giddens because Ward yeah. was injured late in that game, too. So he's banged up. Um, you know, probably could still go, but I, I think they'll hold him out. Um, and you know what? E.J. Giddens is the less elusive of the guys, you know, you know, by resume. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but he is the better pass blocker. And 
and uh, the more physical runner. So I think he might fit this game. We'll see Anthony Frias come in a little bit. Um, they, they say he's advanced a lot, ready for some more snaps. And he'll get some meaningful snaps, I think, just because Giddens will need a rest once in a while. But, uh, it, again, that could affect how they want to attack this UCF defense because Ward was kind of a you know, nice little weapon to have out of the backfield to catch passes. And maybe they put someone like, you know, Philip Brooks back there and, and use him in those situations in this game to, you know, kind of stay with what has been working, even though it's different personnel. Can't imagine there are too many K-Staters who don't take power, gopowercad.com. But for those of you who do not, and before we ask you my next question, Fitz, tell us, tell our listeners how they can do that. I just head over to gopowercat.com. There's a green join button up in the corner. Check out our specials. We always got your first month for a buck if you want to go uh, take a 30-day test drive. And um, I think we're at 30% off an annual subscription right now. So come check us out. Go check out our stuff on YouTube. It's free. And uh, subscribe to that channel. It doesn't cost you that. All right. So what about the Big 12 so far? Very early in the season. Uh, my impressions are you've got Oklahoma and Texas undefeated. I'm still not sure how strong those two teams are. I'm not sure if we've, I guess, Texas is kind of the established front runner. I don't think you can dismiss Kansas State at this point. But kind of a ho-hum start for the Big 12 in my in my view. I think ho-hum is overshooting it. Um, a lot of those conferences is just trash. It's just not a good year for Big 12 football. you got – two programs that looked like they were ready to thrive and, and do so into the future at Oklahoma State and Iowa State have come apart at the seams. It's hard to explain. You know, Houston's going through a transition. West Virginia's cycling through a little bit. Cincinnati comes in with a coaching change. Um, we just still can't figure out Baylor. Well, let's be honest here. Oklahoma hasn't played anyone yet, and they won't play anyone for a couple of weeks because they start their season in Big 12 play with Cincinnati and Iowa State. Um, so they have one of the softest schedules in the Power Five. And Texas with, you know, just a huge win. We can all agree on that. And then Alabama turns around and struggles at South Florida. So you kind of wonder, was that a great win or is, is Alabama bad? Are they just not put together yet? So there's a lot of football to be played. And nobody's out of it. You know, everyone, with the exception of the one game between T.C. and Houston last week, everyone's at zero and zero. As K-State showed last year, if you lose a non-conference game, you can still win this conference. It has no impact on that. You just got to take care of business, and we'll see who starts doing that on Saturday. Yeah, we'll learn. We'll learn. We'll continue to learn a lot more about these teams, including K State and Kansas. You mentioned Kansas with a very interesting home game as well on Saturday against a new member in BYU. Uh, so it's uh, intriguing stuff. We always appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Really good to talk to you. All right. Thanks. Ben Fitzgerald, go powercat.com. Catching up on a little Big 12 football. Shelby Werman, I guess, the head football coach at Cheney. Cardinals off to a 3-0 and start, and all three games have been lopsided over a very good team from Kingman. Garden playing in a 41-0 win, 41 nothing win last week uh, over Douglas. Shelby, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Good football is not strange uh, to Cheney, of course, but this, at least this team on paper, and judging from the scores, this team looks like it could be pretty special. Am I right about that? 
That was, those are the hopes. Yeah, we're we're working towards that. We like it. Yeah. So tell us, uh, what's what do you like about this team so far? Uh, and obviously, the offense is great. You have a really good quarterback, a really good receiver. Uh, so just tell us more about what you kind of uh, have liked about this team. Well, ever ever since last fall, when we went eight and three with a, what I thought was a very inexperienced team, young team. We had lots of sophomores starting, several juniors, and uh, just kind of a handful of seniors. So they, the kids made a lot of improvement last year, and so we had high expectations coming into this year. And really pushed for good summer workouts, and we had them. The, there was about six or seven kids that wanted to go and, and do their own workouts uh, throughout the winter last year, so they were working extra hard. They went to several of them went to camps over the summer to try to learn more about their positions and to get some college looks. So the kids have really invested a lot into their preparation for the season. I I find that to be the a bigger factor during the year than uh, kind of the talent level that you have. I mean the kids are invested. They're very coachable, and I mean yeah we we have the talent to go on top of that. So it's it's fun to work with them. Shelby Werman, I guess, head football coach at Cheney, 3-0. and uh, So my son's handing me a note. When I said you beat a good Kingman team, he's handing me a note because now he thinks he's some high school football expert that Kingman's not <laughs> as good this year. Uh, Kingman's, Kingman's pretty good, right? I think Kingman's going to be pretty good still. They, I can't remember who they beat last week, but, uh, yeah, they have. they still have a lot of a lot of skill, a lot of potential, and well, I felt they beat like Conway they were a good Springs forty to nineteen. Conway Springs not okay. very good either. And they beat Trinity thirty-five to six. And Trinity. Anyway, <laughs> go go ahead, coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they they're not as good as they were last year. They lost several seniors, but they do have a lot of guys coming back that are very capable. They they're just not as deep as they were last year. And so that's and Tanner Hageman's a good coach. So oh, absolutely, he plays very good football. So let's get let's get into some of your personnel. I, you've always uh, had really good offensive teams. Uh, that seems to be the case against again this year. You like to pass. So tell us tell us about some of your guys. Well, it's uh, so, there's so many of them. So I hope you have some time. But uh, <laughs> just cut me off. <laughs> Uh, Jack Both is probably our most notable, and he has started since he was a freshman. Uh, late in the season, of course, we start him early, but uh, he's a kid that just has an incredible work ethic and very quick off of breaks, good, very good receiver, just knows how to, to get to the ball. Uh, you know, doesn't have blazing speed, but he's gotten faster, and he's fast enough. Um, we got uh, Drew Toller who does have really fast legs, and uh, he's, he's learning in the wide receiver position. Uh, he has good hands. Colton McDaniel is a returning starter from last year. Really excellent ball judgment up in the air, knows how to go get a ball, uh, runs good routes. Gavin Moss this year is, is somewhat of a, I don't want to say newcomer, but like he's uh, kind of matured, and he, so he's a senior this year. He's almost as fast as Drew and just can really tear up the field on his after he catches it. And um, then uh, offensive line-wise, you know, we returned three of the guys up front. 
just replaced two, and we may be as good or better at those two positions than we were last year. And not to mention Josh Burdick, who, yeah, I mean, returning starter at quarterback. His arm's gotten stronger. He's gotten faster. His decision-making has gotten better. And then so running back-wise is probably the spot that we have the biggest question on. And uh, our running back is getting better at Trey Black. So, I, you know, it's all up. Uh, really positive outlook for us here. So let's just say for for this question's purposes that you will beat Pratt, uh, Nickerson, and Smoky Valley. Not in that order, but that's the, your next three games. You have Andale after that. And obviously I know you're not thinking about that game yet, but you hadn't played them before last year. Uh, since 2019, so you had a couple years off. Is there is Andale just Andale, and Andale's going to be Andale, or does getting them back-to-back years did that help you maybe understand more, or or I don't know. Just does that is that a positive that you get to play them in back-to-back years and kind of figure things out? Um, it's a good question. I I I think Andale's Andale. They didn't change a whole lot from 2019 to. 2022 it's they they they're they're good they reload they pretty much run the same offensive scheme had a few things they were a little bit better at so they did it more like they they passed a little bit more because they had a really good quarterback last year so that was another aspect but uh it's they they play andale football um they don't change a whole lot from year to year you actually had we're talking with shelby worman from uh from cheney it actually came close to beating them that year, 29-22 loss, and last year it was 32 to nothing. And if you hold Andale to 32, uh, you're doing something right. So Jeff said, "I know you're not thinking about Andale," and that's probably right. You do think about the opponent that's next, and Pratt is certainly uh, a worthy opponent. And you've got them on the road Friday night. But if you're coaching in that part of the state in the same class, you think about Andale a lot, right, Shelby? I can't lie. So, yeah, I mean, Andale's on the on the mind, but it's not. It doesn't take up my time. I'm not studying for them, and and same thing with the kids. I mean, we know that they're the the best team in the area in the state. Have been for the last four years, and it's it's one of those things that you strive for. Uh, you kind of help it motivate you to to play better, play at their level. They play really good high level football, and so it's. No, we're not we're not game planning for Andale, but uh, you feel good about the win that you had last week. You prepare hard for the opponent you have this week, but you know that if you don't, if you're not continuing to make progress and improve, then the the hope of beating Andale is is uh, kind of fading. So you have to keep working hard every day because you know you're uh, kind of playing for that that big game in a few weeks here. And, and you have a good Wichita Collegiate team. You have uh, Hugoton and Holcomb and, and Pratt, aforementioned Pratt, Scott City. 3A is always a tough class. Uh, but you have to feel good now about where you've taken this program at Cheney, and it's just a matter of how good you can be from year to year. And the support you get in Cheney is uh, remarkable. So a lot of things are in place at Cheney, right? Absolutely. They, the, when you said the support we get, uh, the, the community is incredible. The kids, you know, they the parents support. Uh, that 
they don't they come ready to invest in football because they have all their other needs taken care of um you know i some some other kids at other schools have to worry about uh maybe where they're going to sleep that night or where they're going to get their next meal from um you know or, or what's going to happen at home and home lives are very stable here very supportive at home uh administration supportive the kids yeah it's it's fun and easy to coach them because they're they're ready to learn and ready to invest so you you said you know, you didn't say but you this week you are studying for uh um Pratt what is what is the challenge they present they should probably be 3 and 0 let one slip away against Halstead last week yeah. but still that's a, that's yeah. a pretty good team right Yeah uh yeah Halstead's a much improved team from last year for sure but what Pratt does, they, they have three BC guys up front on the line, and they do a great job of running the ball behind those guys and using them every play. And not only that, but Max, you know, they're, they're one of the quarterbacks. Um, he's, he may be the biggest athletic guy that we see this year, and he is extremely patient running the ball. He's faster than he was, looks faster than he was last year. Uh, I think he's thrown better footballs. And then they uh, compliment him in the backfield with uh, another kid. I think it's Carter. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a junior and, and he's got a good arm and he runs the ball well. So they just that single wing is, is tough. You know, they're, they're comfortable getting three yards and just pounding the ball at you. So we have to be able to stand up to that and be able to keep them from getting three yards. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Shelby, really appreciate your time. Best of luck uh, this week against Pratt and the rest of the way. Uh, we'll probably uh, catch up with you again at some point. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. All Thanks. right, Shelby Werman, the head football coach at Cheney High School. They are 3-0 and and ranked number two in the state behind only Andale. That's correct. Uh, we'll be well, back. that's what your rankings say. I think we have them at number three. Um, Who do you have at two That's out a good there. question. We might have them at two. It might be the collegiate at four, but I know there's some separation. They're not all top three. What do you do? Just uh, look at the rankings of of uh, K Prep and uh, Wichita Eagle, and <laughs> no, we make our own rankings. We couldn't. Well, there care. you go. In three A, we you have. Guys are doing a whale of a job out Topeka there. Topeka Hayden is number two. Genie. For many many years, I was in charge of the high school rankings, and uh, boy, I took a lot of flack on that stuff. It's hard. Took a lot of flack, but I always could defend it. Always had a good reason. Always could back up my uh, my assertion. That's all that matters, right? We will take a break. Hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show coming up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.